Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Marty Poole from NBC Sports Bay Area, who lives and breathes Warriors, but actually pays attention to other stuff, too. Marty, we're not going to ask you about James Wiseman today. Do you want to stay on the line? <laughs> Go ahead and ask about Big James if you want, but yeah, I'm good. <laughs> are, are you are you locked into the pist the remainder of the Pistons schedule then? Oh, you know, I'm kind of watching it from afar because I mean, I think James is going to be able to score in this league. I thought he could have scored with the Warriors, but you know, if you look at the Warriors' recent history, that's not what their centers do. <laughs> oh, I didn't want you to answer. I, I just wanted you to be horrified by the notion of having to talk about him again. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, boring, yes, but James makes it exciting because I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure he does. Yeah, absolute <laughs> thrill ride. Um, the Warriors updated the Stephen Curry condition, said he will miss at least the next four games, but then they will re- reevaluate him in a week. In your head, what does that sound like in terms of actual missed games? Mid March. Okay, March. If they if they get him for the final. You know, 12 games or so, um, I think they will take and run with it. And if they get him for the final 15, they'll be giddy. Um, but, you know, we knew going in that uh, he wasn't going to come back after immediately after the break. And so another week, they'll reevaluate him again. And at that point, you know, we're probably going to get the, well, he'll, he's progressed now to uh, on-court activities, uh, maybe non-contact, and that another week, and then he'll be back. Uh, that's my forecast. So you're looking at Another two weeks before, I think he probably will be cleared to play. If he comes back sooner than that, man, they will jump for joy. So essentially, the start of that road trip that starts in L.A. and ends in Dallas on the 22nd is what you're looking at. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got, they got 23 games or 24 games to go. And you look at the what's left. You know, ideally, they want to win. For them to get a chance to get to the top six, and again, it's going to be difficult. But, you know, if, if Steph can be around for 15 to 16 of those games, um, that should do it, give him a chance at least. But if he's going to miss, you know, 10 of those games, uh, that puts a hole in it, I think. So we got to see, you know, what, 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 how he ends up. But I think at this stage, you know, we can always look back and go, you know what, this team without Steph is not very good. But this team with Steph this year has not been special either. So, I mean, you can't expect him his return to cure all their ills when most of their ills are on the other side of the basketball on the defensive end. Andrew Wiggins out tomorrow night. You know, the personal reasons that have been continuing, obviously not here to speculate on, on anything that's going on. Does it just seem to be a fluid situation, Monty? Is there any type of 
timeline, or is it just when he's back, he's back? Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of where when he's back, he's back. Um, you know, when you hear a family situation, then you just kind of let it go. I mean, you don't mm-hmm. really try and, you know, start trying to ferret out, well, what's the problem? You know, who's yeah. sick or who's this, who's that? I think you get, that becomes dangerous. You just wait it out and see when he comes back and hope everything is going well for him and his family. Um, now, as to when he'll return, there's been no indication. So, but he he's missed big time. He is missed. Um, and he was just starting to find his game again. Uh, he was really good uh, the last couple games. So, um, yeah, that's going to put another hole in the, in the Warriors' hopes of kind of gaining some momentum here. Uh, to start off the second, well, not the second half, but to start off the, the post All Star schedule. So uh, it, it's going to be tough for them to make any progress uh, without Steph, without Wiggins. Talking about, you know, they're, those are the two guys who are their last two All Stars. So uh, they're not in great shape. When when the Warriors talk about Wiggins and his absence, do, without, I mean, I I know they don't give you any hint about what it's about, and I don't want to know anyway. But do they seem optimistic or pessimistic that he will be back soon, or do they even avoid putting any sense of when they might hope he'd be back? Um, I think there's well, from what I can gather, based on just a feel, the vibe is that um, they don't want to go to a point where they're swaying one way or the other. Um, because it sounds like something that could be around for a minute or two, and they just don't want to assume he'll be back next week or tomorrow or, you know, he'll be out for a month. Or they don't want to go in, in any of that situation in terms of sort of um, projecting how long he'll be out. So um, the best guess is that, you know, he can come back at some point, and they just don't know when. And they right now it's, it's what like the old coaches say, you, you got to coach what you have. And you got to play with what you have. And right now, he's not there, and he's not he's not going to be there until guess what? He is there. And whenever that happens, you know they'll be happy to see him. But um, yeah, there's no indication as to when that'll be. Whether this is going to be a week, or two days, or two more days, or two more weeks. Monty, with the heading into the like you said, post All Star break, basically the end of the season. Who have you talked to? connected to the Warriors or what have you heard or seen and can you speak to the vibe of the Warriors right now and do they feel optimistic I know everybody is going to say the right things but if you read between the lines how does everybody feel I mean we haven't really talked about the fact that the Suns have Kevin Durant and the Mavs got Kyrie what is the current vibe that you have taken away from the Warriors right now well the thing about the Warriors this season is that the vibe and the reality have not been the same Mm -hmm. And, you know, no matter what gets said, and they often say the right things, but when you watch them on the court, you know, you don't, you don't, you see it all over the place. There are games you watch them on the court and you think, wow, they look really good. And there's games you watch them on the court and they're like, they look terrible. They look awful. Um, and so the vibe is, yeah, it's optimistic, but that hasn't really mattered. You know, when you have a team that can identify its problems, but here we are four months into the season almost, and unable to solve those problems, you have a real issue. <laughs> and so it, it's hard to know if they will solve the problem at any point in the next 24 games. We know that if they don't, they will miss the playoffs. If they do, they will either be in a play-in or top six position. But the vibe is, yeah, that we know what we have to do and we, and we still can do it. But hearing that and feeling that, 
is not the same as actually seeing it because it hasn't been it hasn't happened. Not at one point this season has this team been more than three games over five hundred. Not once. And so that's not uh, that's not becoming of a defending champion. That's a team that's searching for itself, trying to figure out what they can what they can sort of cobble together to stay afloat and stay in the in the competitive uh, postseason run. So they'll I think they'll get to the postseason, but it's hard to be optimistic. No matter what people say, it's hard to be optimistic about where they're going to go when they get there. When you've seen no sign, no reason to believe that they're going to make a, a deep run. I mean, when Draymond went off on the uh, defense after the last game of the season against the Clippers, he was dead on. He was dead on. The defense looks lifeless so many times. And honestly, he's probably too late. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if, if, and we don't know if there'll be any response to that. That's the thing. Um, because there have been discussions about what we need to do, what needs to, here's what we need to do, here's what we can do, here's what we're going to do. And they will do it for a game or two. And then they'll come, come, come upon a game where it just doesn't show up. So, I mean, let's face it, this team has been swept by the Pistons. You know, it's swept by the Magic. Yeah. You know, and so it's, as much as we want to dress it up and say they're defending champions of Proud Bunch, Championship Core, all those things, nothing that anybody says right now means a whole lot until it happens on the floor. If you talk to Steph, that's what you're going to hear. <laughs> we can talk about it till we're blue in the face, but it ain't going to mean anything until we do it, and they haven't done it. Is there a working theory outside the inner circle of the Warriors as to why they haven't figured it out by now? And maybe they have figured it out, but they can't do it. Is there a working theory that's accepted around the league as to why they have turned this season into what it is? Well, there's a couple. For one, uh, the first one is is last season, the championship last season was, uh, how do I put this politely, unexpected. (laughs) They did not know that they could do that until they got to the postseason. And then you saw who they were playing and you saw the the feeling, they felt like they belonged. This was their turf. And you saw it in the postseason. But in in the regular season, they weren't sure what they were going to get to. They weren't sure they could win this thing until they got to the postseason and said, okay, we got, we got through Denver. Okay, we got through Memphis. I think we're in good shape now. And they, they pulled it off. But go back to the beginning of last season, they started great, but that was unexpected. And so I was talking to Bob Meyer the other day, and, and I called it the uh-oh championship <laughs> because it was the one that they got that didn't, people didn't see coming. The, the first one they got, people kind of saw it coming slowly but surely. The next two that they got, everybody saw it coming, saw those two coming. The last one, eh, you know, people thought maybe they'll compete for a championship, maybe, maybe not. So that kind of, I think that changed the perception of who the Warriors are. And honestly, they're a different team than they were last season, obviously, for the roster purposes, but also the league is different. And the way the Warriors play is not the same it's not. It's different from what most teams do in the NBA now, and it can be successful because they're the Warriors because they have Steph and Clay. When Steph and Clay are on their games, the way they play on offense can work. And by that, I'm saying that most teams go with four or five shooters. Denver has five shooters on the floor, and Jokic is is one of those shooters, and he's also an assist guy. He's also a playmaker. So the Warriors have three on the floor. They have three shooters when Wiggins and Clay and Steph are out there. And you've got Draymond and, and Loon, 
who don't really shoot, and Loon shoots no threes. Draymond shoots the occasional three. And neither Draymond nor Loon are considered strong inside finishes. Loon is, Loon is crafty inside, you know, but they don't have guys who, their best finisher in the paint is probably to Michael Green. He's the one guy who can dunk in traffic, you know, yeah. uh, and does it, you know, on occasion. So they're, they're playing offensively. I won't say with one hand behind their back, but they're playing a different game on offense. And they need Steph Clay Wiggs to be on their games to be able to compete at the highest level. And we just haven't seen that very often this year. And so um, when you look at that, yeah, you talk about the, the working theories as to what's not happening. What's not happening is that they're playing, a, they're playing an unusual style of basketball in today's NBA where so many teams are, are playing four and five out. And they're different. And just because you're the Warriors doesn't mean that you're going to get it done that way in today's NBA. And that's why I think, you know, that's one of the things. And the other thing is this. You can get old in the NBA really quickly. And I'm not saying Steph, Clay, Draymond are old. But what I'm saying is that there have been times when you look out there and the guys on the other team, the opponents, are just a little too quick for them. And when you see that, you got to start thinking, okay, is this, is this the beginning the beginning of the end. And not, again, last year's championship kind of took people, well, they're still, the words are still great. They were when they needed to be last year. They haven't when they needed to be this year. And getting to the, I don't think this is a case where you can just say, well, once we get to the postseason, things will be great. We'll figure it out. Nobody wants to play us then. Yeah, that's because you got Steph Clay, Draymond, and people look at those guys in the postseason and know that they're all animals in the postseason. But, is that going to be enough? And I just don't know if that's going to be enough this year with this team. Hey, I've got news. Good news for everybody here. There's only two hours left of this nonsense because <laughs> this is your welcome to the four o'clock hour. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco. Always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app. Damn well, better be free. God, who is that idiot? <laughs> Monty, I did want to ask because you're leading us somewhere, so I'm just going to see if you're, you're going to take us the whole way. Is this the last dance? I know everybody watched the last dance with Michael Jordan, and okay, they won the championship. Look, all stories don't have happy endings, and I think the first piece of this, or the most important piece of this quote-unquote last dance, starts with Draymond Green. Do you think he opts in? What, what happens there at the end of the season? Well, I, I think there's two issues that will determine that. And Draymond is one of them. The other is Bob Myers. And, and I think if, if Draymond opts in, um, you know, that means that they'll give it another run. But I think Draymond, whether he opts in or not, I think how this season plays out will, have, will be a, a huge factor in his decision. Now, with Bob Myers up front in the front office there, you know, he's, he can leave. He can, if he decides to leave, and he just might, uh, that changes everything because the Warriors have built themselves around the triumvirate of Bob Myers, Steph Curry, and Steve Kerr. If any one of those three guys leaves, the whole dynamic changes. Everything changes. And so, and the other two guys, all three of those guys know that, that if any one of them leaves, it changes everything. And Bob, you know, Bob has a tough job. I mean, Joe Lacob is not easy to work for at times. And so, that's to me, Bob's future being up in the air as it is now, you would think that after they won the surprise championship last year, that would have been the time to, you know, make amends. Hey, Bob, good job, and give him a bump. Didn't happen. <laughs> Didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, there's some, I won't say nerves, but there is some concern within the Warriors that this could, this could be the last dance, that this could be it for them because not all three of those guys are, are guaranteed to come back last next year. And if Bob were to leave, I know Steve will be devastated, and I know Steph will be, uh, I don't know, he will be unhappy. <laughs> he will not like that. Yeah. And so that's why some pressure's on Joe to figure this thing out and, and decide what he wants to do because um, Bob is the guy who wants, to, he grew up in the Bay Area, he likes being with the Warriors, but he also wants to be where, you know, wants to be feel like he is being treated as well as he should be given what he has done in his job. Uh, define for us before we let you go what unhappy Stephen Curry is like and what unhappy Stephen Curry would do inside the building. Yeah. Um, Steph is a guy who I think Joe Lacob knows that he can't trade Steph. Cannot. It, 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 you know, that, that, w- that won't go down with anybody in the building or out of the building. Um, that would be, you know, Lakers trading Kobe. <laughs> you know, you just, you don't do that. No matter what happens, that's a move you don't make. But do you, are you, do, do you want to risk alienating him? Alienating him? He did it once before, and it worked out okay in the end. When they, tra- when they fired Mark Jackson, there was some concern that, you know, Steph was pushing for Mark to keep Mark. And they went without him, and they, they, they defied his desires, and it worked out, and Steph rode along with it because he saw it working. Uh, so I think Steph will give anything that he, anything, a, a, attempt a chance to work, anything. Um, but again, th- I think he likes stability, and he's had it now for a long time. You know, he's had the same two teammates behind, at his side for the better part of a, for a decade now. He's had the same coach for eight years. And so, um, again, if, if, yeah, I think an unsettled Steph, I don't know what it'll look like, but it wouldn't be the same as a, as a Steph who's totally locked in, totally uh, vibing well with where the franchise is going. And finally, because I never stop this stuff, what would you think about a the Warriors getting in to the, the play-in, finishing sixth, and facing Sacramento in the first round? <laughs> Okay, a Warriors-Kings playoff would be fantastic for NorCal. It would be awesome. Uh, right now, simply put, the Kings are a better team. Uh, now, I think it, in the postseason, I think that could tilt the other way because, again, the Warriors, you know, their core knows the postseason better than any other core in the league. And that's, that's what they have going. That's their edge. That may or may not be enough, but that is their edge in the, once they get to the postseason. Um, but I think the Kings are on the rise. Their offense is really good. Their defense is not as, not so good. So I don't think they'll make a, much of a playoff dent. But they have enough offense to scare somebody. And the Warriors right now, you know, I don't know who they're going to scare other than the fact that, you know, they are their history. And we've seen teams that can be really good one year or two years, or three years, or a long, a long time, and then suddenly they're not the same. You know, the, the Spurs were really, you know, a championship contender every year for a while, and then suddenly they were just another low-seed playoff team. And now they're a, they're a tank team. <laughs> you know, they're, I'm, I'm sorry, a rebuilding team. <laughs> so, um, 
With the Warriors, yeah, I, I think a Warriors-Kings postseason would be awesome for NorCal, for both fan bases, because we've never seen it. We've never had it, and it, it would be a first. And and I, I personally, I would love to see it. Well, then, your mouth to God's ears, then. There Monty Poole from NBC Sports Bay Area, guy who's in the Warriors up to his neck. Monty, thanks for calling, and we'll bother you tomorrow. In fact, you know what? We'll bother you, you later tonight. We got nothing to do. <laughs> I'll talk to y'all later. All right. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.